It's green for go. They're racing. He says go. He says Tara. And Tiger Tara rolls away from them on the home turn. Here comes another big boil over. Equine athleticism at its best. The king is in the castle once more. This is in one race. The rest are almost in another post. She is a star with a capital S. It's going to be a triple treat. A miracle three-peat. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed history here at Menangle. What about that? It's getting right up on the sprint lane and it's going to bolt in. Good morning. Welcome to episode 12 of the Sprint Lane. Jess Watkins is with us as always. Hello, Paul. And David Watson is with us as not always. Welcome, Bono. Thanks, Paul. Filling in for the great man, Freddie Hastings. You are. You're not Fred Hastings. Fred is, uh, Fred is sick. Um, I was going to say smaller too. <laughs> something like that. Um, our first repeat customer, Jess. Mm-hmm. Remember yes. Bono was our guest on episode yes. one. Episode Remember back one? then yep. when we were that small fry little operation and now we've I mean, the big seat. Maybe got a little bit bigger and, and he's come back. He said yeah. he was banging on our door, wasn't he? <laughs> he he wanted was. back in. Um, and we've got a great guest this week. Josh Gallagher, welcome. Cheers, thanks for having me on. Mate, it's fantastic. Now, the Inner Dominion might be in Victoria this week, Jess and Wano, but only one place has got the defending driving champion, Josh Gallagher. <laughs> hey, we don't roll out the applause it very often, do we? We don't roll it out very sure. often. <laughs> Uh, how you going, Joshy? Yeah, very good. Mate, um, great yeah. to have you with us. Cheers, thanks for having me on. Hey, um, mate, it must be, you see the Inner Dominion on TV at the moment, and obviously you're not, you know, you're not driving down there in Victoria as part of this, this year's series, but gee, it must give you some fond memories looking back. Yeah, it, um, it was a good part to be um, such a big race here, and um, just to be driving in it, it was a great accomplishment for myself, and um, yeah, to end up winning in it, it's just... Um, Something that lasted me a lifetime. It was mayhem, wasn't it, Wano? Like, we all had a different role to play that night. I mean, your role, you know, you're obviously the racing manager here at Menangle. It was mayhem that night. Uh, and, and we had um, Sky Channel here. We had, uh, there was Greg Radley. It was all live. It right was here, a, where we're yeah, sitting right now, yeah. Massive program. And then to have a protest carry out on the Inner Dominion final... Um, they loved it. They absolutely loved it. It was like really oh, it was intriguing. Good TV. It was live, live TV. It good. was there was no second takes on it, and um, the really the thing I remember most as of when that protest hearing was heard and it was upheld was this fella running down the straight, <laughs> and the whole crowd were just cheering. It was, it was like Mick Jagger, wasn't it? Uh, oh, I was going to say it was like Lionel Messi coming down the home yeah. straight there. Everyone, but everyone was cheering. Not even people probably had a, a loss in the race. Everyone was clapping. It was like yeah, rock star. Yeah, Josh got his hand up, like waving to the crowd as he's running down. Yeah, it was a great moment. Josh, you, you weren't first past the post, but you but you weren't far away. At what point did it? Because uh, and to give it context, just. For those who can't remember back 12 months, I know some people can't remember what they did yesterday. Um, obviously, there was a protest it was a, and it was overturned. It was the first time it's ever happened in the Inner Dominion history. So, Josh, you, you nearly won the race. You were scooting up uh, on the pegs. You nearly got, the, got, um, got line honours there. At what point did you and Jason Grimson say, no, no, let's have another look at this? Well, can, you, can you give us the story that's never been told, Josh? Yeah, well, um, as we crossed the line, I sort of... Thought I'll we'll have a crack, and um, that was before um, turning around and coming back to scale. That I wanted to have a um, look at the footage home, and um, yeah, everyone just came up to the fence and said protest. So um, you know, just just a question. You know, when you go across the line, and I remember watching the race live, and I can still remember where you changed line halfway up the home straight. Like you're going for that inside run, you had to come back to the outside. Something probably people don't know. When you went across the line in your near Davy Moran, 
Did you say anything? Did you say, Dave, I'm going to have a look at this? Did he say, did I get you? What, was there a little bit of a conversation there when you went across the line? Yeah, no, it was, um, there was not, not, not too much chat going on. Um, you know, D- Dave, his horse, you know, very good horse, expensive ego, he's in the field um, again Saturday night. But, um, yeah, we, we didn't much, didn't say much at all. And, um, yeah, it was very professional. And, um, yeah, big race as it is, it's... Always competitive. So oh, who, who flagged it? Did you did you come back and you saw Grimard and said, uh, "I don't know, mate. I reckon I reckon uh, Davy Maria might have shifted on me." Or like, how did that how did that process start that we we ended up in the stewards' room? Yeah, well, actually, um, Jason he, he he didn't even really um, viewing it live. He didn't really think there was too much in it. He started walking back to the stables, cheering that we run second. Um, it wasn't wasn't until someone told him. To go and have a look, and um, yeah, that, that's what we did. I, re- I seemed, to, I think I was standing next to you, one eye down on the track, and and I, I seem to recall you sort of saying, "Oh, something's yeah, up I, here." I didn't want to say, yeah, yeah. I said straight away, I went, "There'll be a protest." Yeah, you were there. There was um, might have been Chris Roots or someone there that yep. was standing with us. I said, "Guys, there's going to be a protest," and you sort of look, "Go why?" Yeah, I go, I, "There was a definite change of line." Now I can't predict what the outcome was, but there was a definite change of line. So straight away. My thoughts was there'll be a protest. Now, Josh is, like he said, he's sort of contemplating it until he gets that verification when he comes back. Even if Josh hadn't have put one in, I think, I think the stewards may have reviewed that yeah. by themselves, which, very rare, but there has been incidences before where the, the stewards have actually lodged a protest. So it would have been an interesting case if Josh hadn't of, and he hadn't have got that feedback from Grimo when he come back here. So, but there was a definite change. Yeah, on the night, I've seen it. Um, I don't see much usually, but um, I definitely seen that one. And history says that Bonsell Benjamin, and Josh Gallagher were the Inner Dominion champion for twenty one. Yeah, so it was. Jess, you were down there taking photos, and 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 I had I sent this on the show last week. I had two photographers out on track as well, and I remember saying, and two of the best photographers in the country, mind you. And I remember saying to them, "All right, you go there, you go there," because we, we thought, well, this is history. There's a moment going on here, and um, there's some there's some photos of sort of the connections of expensive ego, sort of really, really happy, and then that wow. complete contrast yeah. of emotions. Wow. Then that's been captured photographically. But then there's a um, I had Greg Porteous here just outside the stewards' room, and he's got some amazing images of David Moran's walking out of the stewards' room. And I mentioned this last week. There's Jason Grimson and Belinda McCarthy having a conversation right over each of his shoulders. He's framed it up beautifully. And I, I can only imagine what Dave must have been feeling there. His head's kind of down. And, and then moments later, obviously, the, the verdict is announced. And there's you, Josh, here with uh, – there's Robbie Morris, there's Grimo, and it's just like this boys club, this little – you know, just really celebrating the moment. They're beautiful photos. Um, yeah, you talk look, about that. Like Jason Grice, the owner of Expensive Ego – he definitely wears his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. Definitely. So the, the euphoria of going across the line first, mm-hmm. you've won an Dominion, not knowing what's happened halfway down the straight, and as I said, he wears his heart on his sleeve. All his family, the tears that they had, mm-hmm. oh, I can't imagine the yeah. devastation they would have felt. And one photo that stands out for me of Josh is when he's come out of the stewards' room, the protest has been upheld, and he's just embracing Kerry and Robbie, and I think it was Troy Williams as well. And you can see there's some tears in the eyes there, and it was just so special to see. And now he's on that honour roll forever. What was your, What was it like in the stewards' room, Josh? Like, like yeah. was it? Did it feel like 
it was extra pressure because of the stakes, you know, that it, this is the Inter-Dominion final on the line here. Yeah, well, um, I'm not the best of talkers in the room, so, um, yeah, Robbie had to give me a pep talk going into the room, and, um, yeah, it was just, yeah, surreal that, um, you know, that I had to go in there and do do something I wasn't comfortable talking in front of everyone. <laughs> you, what was that the, the sort of guy that'd be too nice. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be too nice in a protest. Oh, like, no, oh, no. Give it to oh, Dave. Yeah, give it to me. Oh, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. What's that pep talk like? What are we talking? Tommy Radonik has slapped the cheeks. You know, Roy Masters. Robbie be good on the tongue yeah. Yeah. in a well, protest. Um, Grimo wanted Robbie to go in with me in, in the room. Um, <laughs> well, Grimo's not the greatest talker nah, in those sort nah, of situations so, either. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, he just Robbie just said get straight to the point and don't hum an R um, like I do and yeah, the rest is history, I guess. So you, you you do your thing and then they you know everyone leaves the room. What was your gut feel? Did you think yeah, I reckon we'll get this or you know, what were you thinking? Yeah, it was sort of fifty fifty um, when they're making the decision and um, yeah, it wasn't until um, Chris Paul um, said something leaning our way and. Um, cool. Yeah, um, yeah, the agreement just went our way, and uh, I think it was on. It was actually live on. TV. Yeah, it was live yeah. on TV. Yeah, the cameras were in there. Discussions happening. Yeah, I don't know if they're there when the actual decisions made, but they're in there when everyone's in there. Yeah, do they call them back the in? Evidence, and then yeah. when they come back in, but not I think when the stewards are deciding. I wish you could have told us that it was going to happen, Josh. You would have put microphones on the stewards and, <laughs> and yourselves and everything. But yeah, can you tell us? Can you t- give I us know a warning? I it's a minion, but yeah. does, from a steward's perspective, it doesn't matter. It doesn't it's matter just another race, isn't it? That's, right. that's yeah. how it's got to be You've adjudicated it. on. Yeah. Absolutely. So then, as I said, the, the great photos were outside this stewards room, literally a few metres from where we're sitting right now, because this is where the, the broadcast for Sky Racing Active was happening, uh, or Sky Thoroughbred Central that night, actually, and... You guys are carrying on, you're yahooing, you're really embracing the moment. And then someone says, hey, Josh, the presentation's about to happen, mate. You've got to get it back out there. So uh, we've seen the fo- like the photo. It went, and you alluded to it, Jess and Mono, is this beautiful moment of Josh then having to run down the straight. So you've got, what, what, what is that one? That's a good 100 metres. Yeah, at least, 100 metres. Down to the presentation dice. And the crowd is giving you some. It's like, as I said, it's like your, um, your Mick Jagger at... At uh, the biggest festival in the world. That's not a what a moment, mate. Yeah, what a it moment. Pretty special, yeah. It's not a great feeling going and getting the rug back off someone either. <laughs> no, it didn't quite happen that way, but that's happened before where you've you got to go and find someone and say, oh, can we have the rug back? Um, because we had to find the owners then, yeah. of Bonsell Benjamin. So, yeah. um, because they were sort of all tucked in behind in the stables here, um, because you had Jason Grice and his family out there, and then we had to go and find find the owners are Stephen Duffy yep Stephen so, and Julie Duffy yep we had to go and find Stephen Duffy and, and his wife so and they were just sort of down here with everyone else we said hey guys you better come up here for a presentation yeah. so you l- l- just talk me through that mate you, you're running down the track because the camera that both photographers are back out there by then so there's photos from both of them and you're running down and, you, and you've given it the, the big one finger salute thank you very much beautiful photos it's one of my favorite photos that I've seen in, in harness racing in a couple of years that I've worked here uh, what's what is that moment like? Yeah, it was just um, you know I was just running down the straight and everyone was shouting out and um, you know felt felt a bit um, awkward at the time but um, yeah just put, stuck the finger up and <laughs> your mum and yeah. sisters were there too yeah everyone the was here which was good bit out of character yeah, for you to yeah. Yahoo it like that isn't it yeah a bit uh, so the moment yeah. got to you yeah I think so yeah. <laughs> 
No, it was it was fantastic. It's it's a great photo. I'll tell you what, social media. I, I put it up on social media the next day. Social media went berserk on that photo. I think it's one of the most popular images that we've put up in a few years uh, on the Harms Racing. It was Racing a popular result for Josh. That's for sure. Oh, it was brilliant. <laughs> it was brilliant. So, mate, it's great to have you on the show. I, I, I I've got to ask you then. So, you you win the race. What was the circuit like after that? Because I, I I'm hearing stories that. That uh, I know that Grimo partied pretty hard. What, what was the what was the celebrations like, and how long did it last for? Yeah, it um, yeah it lasted probably a good week, and then I got COVID. So <laughs> that's um, right, you got COVID just yeah. after, and it was your birthday yeah, as well. I had a party um, the weekend after, and for your twenty first, yeah, twenty first, and um, it was a bit of a late party, but. Um, yeah, everyone come and <laughs> there's, about, there's about half a dozen of them got COVID. <laughs> like, had it been the week before, who knows where we would have been yeah, with the inners, so. but uh, fortunately we're in a different position there, now. There's another story, um, and I was looking at this yesterday because, I don't know if you remember, we got some posters made up for the Inner Dominion. So we had one for the Trotters, which had a yep. couple of drivers on it, and with the pacing one, what we did is we, uh, it was a bit of a late idea that I had, but I... I got every driver their photo taken in Newcastle at round three. And um, David Moran's one that I had to actually it's, – it's incredible, you know, because there's a story about Josh's photo and a story about David Moran's photo, and they ended up being the, the two in the, you know, right in, in, the, in the finish. So David Moran, I had to actually ask someone in Victoria, um, Stu down in Victoria, to get a photo of Dave for me because he hadn't competed in the three heat rounds and he got called up to – drive expensive ego obviously with the McCarthy's qualifying several horses now Josh I remember at Newcastle I, I said to Grimo all right you've qualified a few here who's going to take the drive and he was ducks and drakes with me and then word got out it was probably going to be Josh now the photo that I had of Josh you're you were driving for Kevy Pizzuto you had Burnham Boy yeah yeah I was so in. you're in the wrong colours so I was like right what do I do here so we had a photo from Josh from earlier in the year where he's standing next to a horse. We managed to strategically cut him out. So in the poster, everyone's wearing a helmet except Josh because we didn't have a photo of Josh in the right colours. <laughs> so the irony of, of the one person who stood out more than anyone else in this poster of 12 drivers without the helmet happens to be the bloke that ends up winning it. So it makes it a little bit... Yeah, I just thought <laughs> because your hair looked really nice. <laughs> yeah, the salad was on point that night. Um, yeah, just a fantastic memory. Um, if you look back, mate, look, how often do you – I know that you, the racing cycle moves on really quickly and you just got to get on to the next race. And every race is important to every owner, you know, but, but obviously a career highlight. And how often do you think back on it? Yeah, um, yeah, definitely pinnacle of, of my time being in the sport. And, um, yeah, it's always in the back of my head that um, – you know, you won a grand circuit race and um, to win, win your first group one race being in Inter-Dominion, um, pretty special. Yeah. Well, the Inter-Dominion's on at the moment and Josh, you are the defending champion as a driver for a few more days, mate, so enjoy that. Now, if we have a look at the Inter-Dominion that's going on, obviously the draw was last night, one, a pretty interesting draw. New South Wales have done so well through this series, haven't they? Yeah, massive. It's been a great representation from New South Wales. They've performed admirably. Um, I think we've got about five there. Shows the depth of racing that we have in New South Wales at the moment. And when you consider the free-for-all we've even got on this Saturday, that some of those horses aren't there. Um, it's been a really interesting series. Really good. Yeah. They've taken a leaf. I'd like to say they've taken a leaf out of our book where they've gone regional with yep. the heats, which I think adds a different dimension to it. 
it's exciting. The racing's all a little bit different. All the tracks are a little bit different. Um, but Emma Stewart, Clayton Tonkin, wow. Yeah, how to qualify five. How good are those horses going? You actually sold a short. We've qualified six. We've got half the field Sorry, from New six. South Wales. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a fantastic achievement. Well done to everyone everyone involved. If we have a look. We we were on the show last Tuesday and we were we were throwing forward to what was about to happen at Shepherd and Jess. So uh, what happened? We saw Expensive Ego run second. Spirit of Louis um, won heat, which probably locked in a spot in the final. Definitely. Probably. In hindsight now, yeah, in hindsight now. The vital points that he got there. And Bundoran ran second for Amanda Turnbull. So then we went forward to Geelong on Saturday. Intriguing night of racing, just um, perfect stride for Jack Trainer. Second in heat one. Zeus Bromack was third. Ultra Orlando fifth. So some good results there in that first heat. Yeah, some really good results there. And perfect stride run second, as you mentioned, in that heat, but didn't make the final. So I'm not too sure if he stayed down there for the consolation, but you would have to think on that last start that he'd have to be a definite chance. And Zeus Bromack's been nothing but game throughout this entire series. He's had to race very tough, and especially racing without cover. And he's, the draw's definitely gone in his favour. So I think he's another good chance coming into the final this Saturday night. What are we met? Heat two, Bundoran, sec, paid $126. Absolutely friendless throughout the, the Inner Dominion campaign, Bundoran. But we've talked about it on this show a few times, Jess, where Bundoran's just one that just continually gets the business done. You'd love to be the owner of Bundoran because just consistently picks up checks. But flew home, $126 and just missed. Expensive Ego ran third. Majestic Cruiser, seventh, missed the final. Was the favourite for the overall series going into that third round? I think Heat... Uh, round three, as much as the winners, it was the losers that really took yeah. the spotlight. We've yeah. seen um, better eclipse. Like what an unbelievable twelve months he's had. You know, chariots mm-hmm. of fire in forty-seven place in the Miracle Mile. Um, Josh, I think was it the Sunshine Sprint. Yeah. Um, he won the Carousel just before that. As incredible twelve months, really strong in the first two heats. Looking like this is a horse that's yeah definite chance definite chance of winning this final. It just didn't want to pay. It just looked like he didn't want to pace out. And I've never seen him gallop out of the gate. He was just fractious in the score up. They've made him ODM, so he's going to have to overcome the twelve. Uh, Majestic Cruiser, looking at it, and you would have probably had a look at the point score going through. Josh, he definitely needed a top three to be secure. Maybe fourth might have got him in. The way the points have fallen, that's happened. But he galloped at about the three, about the eighteen hundred okay. meter mark. Yeah. I've never seen him do that either. Like, he's just such a nice, easy-going pace. He doesn't wear a head check. And, and he just got rough there for about 50 metres and put him back, and then Cameron had to drive for a little bit of luck, and it didn't come. And, yeah, favourite before the series. I remember if he brought that form home from New Zealand into the Inner Dominion, he was going to be incredibly hard to beat. He's not even he's not even emerging. Not even not in there. It, yeah. The only thing that sticks out in my mind was when he broke out of the gate here in the Lensmith Mile... And then we seen him back up a few weeks later in New Zealand and he was so dominant over there without winning. Could we see him take out that consolation if he was to regather oh, or do you think he's too I, far gone? No, I think if he's um if he draws any marble he'd be pretty short in the consolation, I would think. Yeah. 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 Um got going late, Josh, Majestic Cruiser, but just too much work for Cam to do. the position that Majestic Cruiser got in. Yeah, it's um pretty hard to come back in the field over a thousand metre track. Um, you sort of already got to be up there turning for home or um, with the trail and um, yeah you just got too far back in after he galloped. Look it didn't go to plan with the Inter Dominion but we've got to reflect on a, on a really good 
sort of six weeks or so for Majestic Cruiser. Did so well, flew the flag beautifully for us over in New Zealand and was so brave, you know, with a couple of runner-up checks there. Did amazing. Um, just That's racing, isn't it? Definitely. It is. Well, there's another, another well, I'm not, I don't want to call it a loser, but a, a disappointing spirit of St. Louis. Spirit of St. Louis finished 10th the other night. Now he's got a second and a first or something like that going into that last round. Lucky he had those bonus points, but... um. He finished 10th the other night, like, and I think he sat 1-1, one, 1-2. One, one, yeah, as, yeah, as you said, you know, out. very very fortunate they got the win in that in that heat at Shepparton. Those bonus points yeah. made a massive difference yeah. to So, yeah, yeah, you're right. So in that heat, I've written here Spirit St. Louis, definitely the query out of that third heat. Pete said so. Um, we'll, we'll touch on Pete said so in a minute, Josh, because you had a bit to do with Pete said so right there at Lucky Lodge. Uh, I cast no shadow. was third to get qualification now if we if we just reflect on spirit of st louis as you said one about 10th uh luke mccarthy was on the coverage last night um speaking to michael Gearin uh, at the barrier draw and luke did say yes very disappointing uh they did do some some bloods on spirit of st louis come through fine so they're happy to to progress but oh gee you know the the, the favorite going into the series doesn't it didn't look good well, he's um once again what another 12 months he had last year and leading into that one run so you, you always forgive a horse of that ability for one run but it doesn't matter what sport it is you go into any grand final i'm talking cricket afl rugby league soccer the performance the the game before the grand final you don't want to be disappointing no. and you don't want to cop a heavy defeat in any sport so that of course it would be a concern but if there's one person or one stable that can turn a horse around in a week that's um belinda and luke mccarthy i'm sure they'll leave no stone unturned making sure that horse is spot on because and, and in saying that if there was something wrong with the horse they, they won't they won't risk him no. he's got another big 12 that's months right. coming up how important is that momentum josh i mean bonsell benjamin was not one that was prominent in in the in the markets going into the final but probably took some momentum into the final last year yeah it's um mental games pretty brutal on a horse um if they have too much of a hard run the week before and they don't perform, um, they can always remember. And um, yeah, it, it's pretty brutal the mental game. Yeah, uh, just we, I cast no shadow. It was great and, and it's drawn really well. Like, do you think one's gonna drew one going to the final? Grimo was pretty happy on the coverage last night. He, you know, probably again that was uh, that was characteristics we don't often see from Grimo. <laughs> he, he he was very happy drawing one. Do you think that's gonna it's going to benefit our cast no shadow? Yeah, I think it definitely benefits him. It gives them plenty of options from the gate there, whether they want to try and hold out and then hand up to potentially an act now. But if not, they can drive for cover. And I think he'll, he's definitely one to feature in the final on Saturday. And we know just how good of a trainer Jason Grimson is. And he's the defending champion. So don't write him off, that's for sure. It's better than barrier 12. Do you think yeah. Grimo will be... I don't know, have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, a bit of a bee in his bonnet that he's, he's main charge Majestic Cruiser and gone through. So he's like, righto, let's, let's really uh, get I cast no shadow up here. No, and Jason, the way I know Jason, um, he'll, get over it pretty, he'll get over it pretty quick. He'll have a little bit of a disappointment, but he's pretty relaxed. But do we, given he's got one horse going to the final as opposed to what we assume might have been two or, or could have been two, does that mean that I cast no shadow is just going to be even prepped up even more, one or oh, can we take Josh, out of that? And Josh could probably answer this better. No, his preparation for both horses will be spot on. Like um, sometimes you want to prove people wrong. That horse hasn't made the final. 
that could even make him focus even a little bit more on that yeah. consolation to make sure, hey, we've got to get something out of yeah what's probably been a little bit of a disappointing inner Dominion campaign. Um, he's a pre- pretty determined fella, Grimo, when he when he yeah, sets he, his sights on it. And yeah, he's a, both horses will be like cherry ripe going yeah. into this week. Pete said so, Josh. You've had a little bit to do with Pete said so. Look, has been friendless throughout the, the whole campaign from a betting perspective. But as we've said several times before, the horse has zero idea what price it's going around at. Um, and again, zero respect from the from uh, from the the market setters going to the final is at the bottom of betting. You'll get three figures for Pete said so. But form has defied that that line, Josh. What can you tell us about Pete said so? Yeah, he's um he's he's been a horse that. Um, come through his grades and um, over time he, he's proven himself and um, you know he, he deserved a spot um, proving that last last week at Geelong and running second to um, Mac Dan and um, if he was behind the leader he probably beats Mac Dan so um, yeah Robbie Robbie were doing his best out there and whatever whatever he decides to do whether he goes to the fence or stays in the running line. History will show too, throughout the years, there's always been a horse that was always unwanted. Come into Dominion time, they sort of, they, they stepped up to the mark, yeah. surprisingly to most, generally not to the stable, and sometimes that in a Dominion campaign, a horse that may not have that focus about him, but the series actually suits them, mm. like that hard racing, yeah. and they actually get better as the series goes on. And I know a little bit about this horse, I know Robbie was really, really happy with his his track work and that before the series started he was terrified two weeks before the series started because he dropped in the rankings he actually come out of the top 36 i think he went to about 41 through a little bit of bad luck then he took him to melbourne he got another dose of bad luck i think carrie ann may have driven him and he finished like at the tail of a seven horse field in a free-for-all because they went down to try and prove his ranking so he only basically got in there on the last week um with that, he's always said how good the horse is working. Kerry Ann drove him the second night. Yes, yep, yep. Um, and Robbie's been on him uh, the other two nights. Um, with that horse drawing 12, does it take, and I, this horse has got no pressure, I'm just so happy for uh, his owner, Peter Karlsdorf. Like, his focus has been, speaking to Robbie, he spoke to Peter, he said, what do you want to do? Do you want to go down and have a shot or can we stay here because the horse is going good enough and we can win a few free-for-alls while everyone's down here? And Peter was just that adamant he wanted to have a horse in the inner dominion and go well. And how good, like, fantastic story for Peter. He's a member here. He's here most Saturday nights. He's um, a really affable fella, loves a chat, just loves seeing his horses go around. To see this, this would be a dream come true for him. With drawing barrier 12, does it take the pressure off where you just, you know, you know you're going to have to drive for luck. Um, from barrier 12 in this great field. So does it take the pressure off? You know, there's no focus on it. We'll just drive for some luck. If it comes, it comes. Yeah, he, um, as you all know, he, he does have good gate speed. So um, drawing barrier 12, it take, takes that out of the play. And um, as you've seen in um, Shepparton, when Kerry drove him, um, he get up along the fence and um, run into fifth. So I think he was seventh fence. So, um, yeah, I, I think Robbie will just drive for luck and, um, let them go for hell up front and hopefully get the best trip. Yeah, it could race. be a little bit of speed on early too, couldn't yeah. they? I, I think there'd be few um, more popular winners than if Robbie could 
could win an Inter Dominion. It'd be fantastic. You know, obviously, following the footsteps of his dad and just seeing how happy he was for you last year, mate. I, I, I know that would be replicated in spades and amplified if you know, I know you'd be over the moon if Robbie could get, could get an Inter Dominion. You remind him. Um, so yeah, I, I, I know that he's aware that you've won one and his you dad's won one. And <laughs> I think when Robbie was our guest on the podcast, he actually said most mornings you and Peter remind him that how many Inter-Dominions have you won? <laughs> yeah, bit of a joke at the stables, but um, yeah, it's always good banner. How are James always reminded Brian Hancock on how many Miracle Miles he won too? <laughs> but you, look, if, if anyone, and you mentioned it, one, a horse that needs to drive for luck from a bad draw, probably few more skilled at being able to weave through traffic as Robbie Morris. Uh, we've seen him, you know, deliver in big races on, on long shots. And, and the one that I'll reflect on is Black Prince last year um, to, to win a spot in the Miracle Mile in, in, the, in the big group one here. Uh, and, a, and, a, and a word on Black Prince, um, you know, a really good campaign when probably many thought that the best was beyond the Black Prince. Did a, has only just missed that final. Just missed the final. He'll yeah. be a um, good barrier draw on the consolation. He'll be yeah. a, a definite threat in that. Yeah. Um, he's been, like you said, great 12 months. Keeps going around and top company. Keeps delivering. Yeah. So uh, as, we, as we said, six horses from New South Wales. So fantastic. Well done to everyone involved. Now, uh, 10 of the 12 trained, 10 of the 12 horses in the field are trained by females, Jess. Yeah. Outstanding. It's an incredible Brilliant. feat yeah. from all involved. And it just goes to show how great harness racing. I know we talk about that most weeks on the podcast, but I don't think there'd be another sport in the world where females can compete on such a level playing field, let alone be so dominant. So well done to all those ladies involved and to our sport for being so inclusive. And Josh, you, you see Kerry Ann every day and you see how she works with her horses. Um, firstly, how pumped are you for her that she's got a, she's got a a starter in the Inter Dominion final that she's trained, but secondly, what what is it about about Kez's training that that makes her so good? Because she's doing she's had a great season yet again here. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's good achievement um, to get a horse that like um, to that you train to get in the Inter Dominion. Um, I know it's the first one for uh, Kerry Ann and the Lucky Lodge team, and um, you know everyone's hard working. Um, you know, we all get along so good and um yeah, Kerry just puts on the finishing touches and yeah. Can you imagine I'm gonna be parochial here a little bit with harness racing, but can you imagine if like ten of the twelve trainers at the Everest were female? Yeah. Mm. It would be front page news. Yeah. Yep. Um imagine the Melbourne Cup and having three quarters of the trainers being female trainers at once again. It'd be front page news. And I think even the emergencies trained by Julie, Julie Douglas. Douglas. So yeah. eleven of so the 13. 13. Yeah. 13. yeah. Are trained by females, and once you said it before, like our industry is so inclusive, and I think it's the only industry maybe in the world where it's so yeah. inclusive that everyone's actually on a level playing field. Yeah, um, and it's a fantastic achievement. And well, the I two think that, we should be making more of it. Yeah, and the two that aren't uh, females, we've got Jason Grimson and Paul Fitzpatrick, yeah. two New South Wales trainers. So, yeah, great story all around. Well done to everyone who's managed to qualify a horse for the pacing final. Of course, the Trotters final is on as well. Not as Big New South Wales representation yeah, we in that one. We're, no. we're not flying the flag too well there. No, but, um, but, uh, it's you know, that, but that wasn't – we necessarily weren't expecting that that would be the case. We didn't have so, a lot down there this no. year. Yeah. So well done to everyone uh, who's best of luck to everyone. Let's hope all the horses get round in, um, you know, safely. 
And it's a great final, and uh, let's hope their coverage is held up by about two hours like ours was last year yeah. because of Josh Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> Magic TV. No, nah, it's fantastic. Hey, um, uh, the racing here on Saturday night, guys, we kicked it off with a bang. It was a beautiful night. It was at that hazy kind of bushfire kind of feel to there it. Was one, wasn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. I reckon there was a backburn got out of control. Yeah, or something, not so too far like, away. It felt like oh, fast racing was about yeah. to happen, and... Out comes Artillery. Now, we talked about Artillery last week for the McCarthys. Chris Geary, that was one of the winners that we talked about with Chris Geary. Well, Chris jumped off and Hannah Rickson jumped on first drive and went 149, one by 11 metres to start off the night. Low flying, Jess. Absolutely flying, that horse is. And what a great way it was to open the card on Saturday with a sub-150 performance. They set a blistering tempo up front and you always thought that was going to suit a horse like Artillery on or Unfazed, but Artillery got the right run in transit and just absolutely blitzed them and he joins that elusive sub-150 club now. He's, he's 149 dead, yeah. nearly, break, nearly got in the 148 group. Yeah. Did, did um, it feel like a fast like fast racing was about to happen, Josh? Yeah. Did you just get that feel? as a driver yeah well, um, as soon as you get on, out on the track the track was hard and um, yeah it wasn't too hard it was hot it was hot as well the track was perfect yeah yeah the speed was on yeah well well, well done Hannah Rickson like that that's a great performance there was Jump another on sub 150 through the night too the free for all there went was. 149 something and yeah. I think if you actually look through the sectional times that were posted from Saturday there were quite a few horses from that first race and also the fast class that broke the 150 mark mm. yeah, yeah it was fantastic a credit to you and your track team here Mr Watson yes oh, well you. done <laughs> uh, hey Jimmy Douglas got an op- got a great opportunity I mean this is the thing the Inner Dominion's on so um, you know we talked last week we thought that the st- I think Jared mentioned on the show last week that the six leaders on the premiership table were all down at the Inner Dominion at the moment. So that's created great opportunities for people. You want a good story on that with um, Jimmy Douglas? Yes. Jimmy Douglas and his boot camp group <laughs> yes. had booked a couple of tables in the restaurant. So at the last minute, because Jimmy only had a couple of drives later in the program, at the last minute, Blake, I think he got a, a short a short stint on the sidelines. He said, do you want to drive these horses? I'm not going to um, make a, you know, a, a go against the stand-down period. So Jimmy said, oh, okay, I've got a party, but let's see how we go. Well, they've both won, and we had them on the <laughs> on track, the track. This, um, the boot camp group. They couldn't believe it. So we went down there. I go, this happens all the time with Jimmy. They're like, really? How good is he? I go, he's magic. Like, this is all the time. He's coming back and goes, what are they so happy for? And I said, you yeah. do this every week, Jimmy. He's like, no. I said, no, 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 I told him. <laughs> you do this every week. It's a boot camp. What, what are we talking, like commando stuff? Oh, it's just they, they all look very fit. Right. Mm. They all look very they fit. Um, there was... An absolute stack of them. <laughs> so Jimmy's out there picking up tyres and doing the, doing the commando yeah. ropes and stuff. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah, well done, yeah, Jimmy. That's great. Me. So he had a double. Um, Paul Fitzpatrick had a training double. Now, the, the big benefactor of that, two of those were by Sean Grayling, who put three in a row. What a great night for Sean Grayling. Probably his best night, I reckon, here at headquarters, Jess. Yeah, a great night for him. And to get that group three with Be My Rose, it's great to see her back into winning form. And speaking to Paul in the barn back there, I think he said, a Queen Elizabeth the second mile could be the target for her and also with Sean um, his own horse pumped the brakes it was his first win since October 
2021. Of course, we've seen him compete in ID21 last year. Was and his sister that was here with the... Was it his sister or his... That's his partner, oh, his Jody. Partner. Yeah, partner okay, so Jody. it's not his sister. No. That was his partner. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, she was out there for the photo. photo yeah. Yeah. yeah, they love that horse and good to see Sean so dominant here on Saturday night. Fantastic night for Sean. We've been bopping, uh, just held on for James Ratray, held off Max Shard. Um, probably the eye-catcher was up. Art to Blake Jones and Joe Connolly, 150 to 1. Thank you very much. Absolutely flew home. Looked like it might have been the fly in the ointment there. Um, but where you've been bopping held on at uh, even money in that. Seven yeah. Metro wins this season. Yeah, going, going real well. It's fantastic. Hey, Joshy, uh, an angle last Tuesday, you won with Wave the Bill by 26 metres. No one got rich out of it. Went around at four, but handy. Pretty handy, Wave the Bill. Yeah, he um, seems pretty special and... Um, he's had the two two outings so far coming from New Zealand, um, unhobbled and going 151, pretty special. There was two unhobbled horses last week that won. Did Bill's last win last week as well? That was the week, week before. Yeah, yeah, week yeah week both before, unhobbled. Yeah. yeah. Have you had both those drives and waved the Bill? Uh, no, nah, just the one last Tuesday. All right, and, and this one was the most impressive. So the question is, when Robbie's <laughs> back, you're going to, uh, what are you going to, paper rock scissors or something? To yeah, I'll, I'll probably get the boot. But, um, <laughs> yeah. There's well, a few new owners too, I think. Kerri-Ann done something on Facebook where she advertised a little bit and a few new owners have come in on Wave the Bill, set the bar high, like if they're new owners, <laughs> have two wins like that straight up. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's always good to get um, new, uh, new owners into the stable and, um, yeah, just good, good, good for them to get on such a good horse. Yeah. I mean, Chris Geary talked about it when he was on the show a couple of weeks ago that, you know, it's just opportunity and it's been able to seize those opportunities. So, Josh, as you said, you might, not, you might get booted off that horse when Robbie's back, but... Um, you know, as certainly you laid down a marker there of a win by twenty six meters. Okay, the horse was expected to win at a dollar dollar four, according to the to the punters out there. But uh, you can't do much more than win by twenty six meters. I so. think Kerry Ann actually likes Josh better than she likes yeah. Robbie, so yeah. he might be a chance there to <laughs> retain the drive. Uh, Highview Sadler had a, had a win for Steph Morris we, and, and the reason I mention that is because we, we keep having this line that Steph only wins on, on long shots she had a chip at me when she, when she won on a favourite as well a couple of weeks ago but uh, that was a, a, again at a good price $16 for Leon Jurd so well done um, Sir Simon won for Simon and Jake Begeny, uh doing great things just in a, a really solid uh, campaign Sir Simon but then we're going to get to you Josh at Newcastle on Friday you had uh, what you have four winners, three of them for Kerry Ann. You, you got second twice as well. Uh, out of eight races, a pretty handy day out. Yeah, it's always good when you can drive half a card. And um, yeah, with Robbie and Kerry down in Melbourne, um, just added that little bit of pressure uh, for the team to go go good for the week. And um, yeah, I was lucky enough to get three winners from. Yeah, two yesterday as well for Stephen Frugia, um, Mr. Jones, and me. Um, tell each other fairy tales. Or- What's that song, County Crows? I'm pretty ordinary with music, (laughs) unless it's Rocky music. Um, Or Man from Snowy River. Would it be fair to say, though, Josh, you really, when you first started driving, you cut your teeth up in the Hunter, really. You went there a lot as a young fella. Um, Robbie was driving here. I think there used to be, like, the the dual meetings, so you could, they'd stay here, you'd have to go there. I know you've done a lot of Ks up there, but you really cut your teeth up at the Hunter Valley, where you established yourself as a young promising driver that you actually just got drives not because of your concessions but people wanted you on there because you're winning a lot of races up there as a young bloke yeah it's um been really good um you know the Hunter Valley really um took me in and um yeah it's just good to get drives from the locals up there and um yeah even if, even if it's for one you, you still got to go 
mate, pretty uh, – you can't do much more than go up there and just jag winners, and that's that's what you've been doing for, for a while there uh, on that Newcastle track. You, you certainly – um, certainly become a bit of a punter's pal there at, uh, at Newcastle Paceway at Riverina Racing. So they raced at Albury on Tuesday. Jackson Painting had an early back-to-back double friend of the show, Jess. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they went to Young on Friday night. Rodney Coelho and David Kennedy teamed up for a double there. Now, Tommy Ison, talking to blokes who own tracks, <laughs> Tommy Ison owns Tamworth, doesn't he? He, he had, definitely he had four does. winners there at Tamworth on Thursday, Jess. He is so dominant up there in that Hunter and Tamworth region. And I think about we speak about him most weeks, jagging multiple winners up there. So another fantastic effort from him. And he did just as Josh did on Friday. He drove four winners. Yeah, brilliant. Hey, well done, Gemma Coney. She brought up her 100th career winner with Unsully on that same Tamworth program. Well done, Gemma. I know she's got a very proud dad out there, Greg yeah. Coney, who uh, he yeah. got in touch with me. And certainly He's rem- a very proud dad. Certainly reminded me that she brought up the, brought up the ton. Um, so well good done, Gemma. boy. Oh, great, great result. You know, 100 career winners is a, is a really good milestone. And, you know, I, I think we're going to see that go up in big bundles really quickly for Gemma Coney. It would Blessed with such amazing young drivers around the, all over the state. Absolutely. Bathurst on Wednesday, Nathan Turnbull won three. You know, we talked a couple of weeks ago about him bringing up 100 for the season. He must be up to about 400 by now. He just keeps <laughs> winning, Jess. But, yeah, three at Bathurst on Wednesday. Bernie Hewitt had a training double. Amanda Turnbull. This gets boring, doesn't it? She, just <laughs> <laughs> she can do some kilometres, can't she? Oh. Driving double. We just uh, Amanda just turns up and wins for fun there yeah. um, at that Bathurst track, but a driving double. And... We're going to talk a little bit later about the regional finals because we've had qualifiers go through across different tracks and that's coming up this week. All right, we had a big announcement yesterday, my little baby, Fantasy Harness Racing. Uh, it, we kind of let the cat out of the bag. We teased it a little bit over the weekend. Uh, Jess, you know how it works? Yeah, I've, I've read the media release kind of, yeah. but all for an explanation. I think, I think it's all going to make a bit more sense. On the 15th of December, what will happen is you'll be able to go on and actually register your team and it'll all make make a lot more sense to people but basically give you the sort of quick snapshot you get 14.4 million dollars every driver there's about two bit, bit over 200 drivers in the in the pool and the way that the state's been broken down into four regions as per what we do for the tab regional championship so you got your hunter metropolitan western and riverina and drivers have been assigned to that and what we've done is used sort of the results over the last few years, um, and particularly in recent times, and had a bit of a, I guess, had a bit of a stab at what forward trajectory, trajectory kind of looks like for where drivers are going and, and put a price tag on drivers to try and even it up. And then you get a amount of money and you've got to go, go and pick your team. So you get t- you've got to pick 22. You'll start with 18. You'll have an emergency or a reserve on each line. And based on results is what your score will be. Now, Josh, I'll use you as a, as a metric here. So let's have a – if we have a think about that great day that you had at Newcastle on Friday. So you had four winners. So 10 points for a win. There's 40 points there. You had two seconds, so five points for coming second. So there's 50. You're lined up in a couple of more races. So you get points for coming uh, first, second, third, or fourth, and then you'll get a point for lining up in a race regardless. So that would have been a fill-up. If you had Josh in your team – that day he would have been a great selection. I think he's going to be a great selection anyway because the way the game will work is you'll kind of the six race meetings will constitute a round. So I know that fantasy sports exists in footy and different things. It's really easy to define what a round is in footy. It's all the games on a weekend. Well, for us, we race nearly every day. So the round will start here at Menangle on a Tuesday, first race, and it'll end typically 
from the last race on a Saturday night, and that's your round six races. And typically it'll be sort of Menangle Bathurst on a Wednesday, Penrith on a Thursday, Wagga Newcastle Friday, and uh, Menangle on a Saturday. There's some little tinkering and nuances with that, but it's there's 14 tracks in play across a six-month period. It ends on the Group 1 uh, Trots New South Wales night on the 1st of July. And you'll also get bonus points. If, you drive, if someone drives a Group 1 or a Group 2 or a Carnival of Cups feature that falls into that window, there's bonus points to triple and double points. So we're going to see these wild fluctuations in points. But I know that we put a media release out there yesterday and the boss, you know, John Thomas, he said, you sport for choice. You know, there, there are so many great options, one in, in drivers across New South Wales that you can choose from. That's so true. Like, you know, the depth of driving we have in New South Wales is incredible. What I really like about it, this is an introduction to the younger generation. We hear too often, how do we involve the younger generation? We've lost that young generation um, to harness racing. How do we get the younger generation involved? And one thing you've really capitalised on, Paul, with this fantasy is that every kid I know with sport has their fantasy teams, whether it's the NRL, AFL, but they love it, they yep. understand it. Um, it's, it's not... Once upon a time where we used to pinch $5 off the old man, go down the TAB and, and pretend we were 18. They're, they're actively involved in the racing. They're actively involved in picking winners. Um, but it's something they can share with their mates and they can actually introduce because what it does, I th this is my opinion, is that people that even aren't involved with harness racing, it gives them a leg in that they can start getting involved. How do I get involved yep. in this? Just to be a, a supporter, I suppose, at the early stages. That Everything else, owners and training can come later. But as a 12 and 13 and 14-year-old, how do we get them involved? And they're used to this sort of thing. And yeah. it's exciting for them. And I, I just know, just an example, Jet Turnbull, his mates at school, and he said it, he said, my mates at school love this. Yep. They can get involved with it. So I just think it's a great introduction. We've got to try these things. For too often we get criticised for not introducing the younger generation and I think this is something that is a real positive to get that younger generation involved in Oh, and, and the, the data tells you and, the, the, you know, the, there's enough um, experience across other codes and other sports. You know, the NRL fantasies are... I'll, I'll use that as one that people will be able to probably resonate with. You might not be a Penrith Panthers supporter. You know, not everyone's a Penrith Panthers supporter. But Nathan Cleary's your halfback in your fantasy team. You want Nathan Cleary to do well. You're paying attention to how Nathan Cleary's doing. Now, you know, I don't know how this would happen, but you might not be a Josh Gallagher supporter. That truly doesn't happen. Oh, there's but, probably, but if Josh Gallagher's in your team... other stables in there. Exactly. Josh that. Gallagher's in your team. You're going to pay attention to how Josh went at Newcastle on Friday and then be pretty happy that he jagged four winners in a couple of seconds for you and got you a big score. So um, that's kind of how it work. I mean, people, as I said, people are going to know a bit more about and be a bit more familiar with it when the platform opens for registrations on the 15th of December so we're nine days away and people will be able to go on and then start playing around and, and, and it's going to be unlimited trades so that's the other thing when the game starts on the 10th of January that first race here at Menangle on Tuesday the 10th of January there's a lockout and you'll get three trades a week so you'll be able to you know move Luke McCarthy out of your team and bring Josh in because you know he's going to do well this week and you know that type of scenario um, but until that starts, you can play play around with it and try and perfect your team. I know I play the footy code ones and it, it, you spend way too much time on it, but it's great. It's yep. that, it's that CEO, argument Bruce, in your head. young blokes are on them yep. all the time. Yep. Yeah. Um, I know with the gallops too, they have the jockeys challenge through the TAB, but yeah, under 18 you can't be involved in that. Yep. This opens the door. Yes. That, yep. that Everyone can yeah. be involved. Yeah. Jump on board. So what do you reckon, Josh? Yeah, be... Um, 
be good interest to get get along. So yeah, yeah. Alicia says you're her fantasy, so she might <laughs> she might get involved. Be part of the fantasy sometimes. team. Oh, sometimes. Well, Alicia's <laughs> Alicia's one of the drivers listed in the game as well. Your your lovely partner. So you know, oh, it, what if she beats you one week in fantasy points? <laughs> oh, you won't live that down. No. <laughs> See, that's the sort of that's the sort of banter and, the, and the, the water cooler conversations we're looking for. But you're right, one. This gives kids a great opportunity to be actively involved in the sport. And you know, if you haven't had a, a you know, even for adults, you haven't had a bet on the races, you you've got a little bit more reason to be paying attention to what's happened at Riverina Pacewell on a Friday afternoon because you want to, you know, hopefully see Peter McRae, who's in your team, do well. You know, that yeah. type of scenario it involves you for the whole week. Exactly. Not just that race. I'll tell you what, he'll be in week. my team, Joshy. Yeah, what, position, what position? What position? Oh, sorry, yeah. What position? <laughs> Halfback? Yeah. Yeah, we'll put Robbie on the wing. Yeah, I think Robbie's a winger. What we are going to have is, um, obviously, the sprint lane, we're at episode 12. It's going to be, so we're going to launch a podcast later this week uh, that is specifically going to talk about uh, fantasy harness racing and, and we're going to break down, we're going to go through all the regions, who, who are the, who we think are bargains, who would be a good person to buy and, and each week we'll have a show where you'll be at, where Hopefully, people will be able to tune in and sort of get a get a few ideas on, you know, what's going on in the racing cycle and who might be good to trade in. And I'll tell you what, the prizes are unbelievable. There's a car you can win a car, Wano. How you, good? You can. <laughs> I know that's um yeah, yeah. like car and all those other weekly weekly, weekly prizes. prizes. Um, you know, the the prize pool will run deep. So, you know, for for nothing more than having a crack, it won't cost you a cent to play it. Hey, what if you're in that last week, Josh? There'll be some pressure on you. The teams, it's going to people will be relying on you for a car. Yeah, be, I don't um, think you'll be getting some text messages then. <laughs> what a terrible drive that <laughs> was! How did you win that? Well, one? one of the great things with that one, is, is deliberately it ends on a Group One night. And as I said, you get the Group Ones are worth triple points. So with oh, several Group One nights, so the fluctuations yeah. in points. So to put it, to give it some um, some context in the AFL season, and, and we're talking a lot of data that you know five hundred players accruing handballs and kicks and goals and all that marks, all those things. That's all data that turns into points. You know, yep. um, across the season, it came down to the last game, the last quarter of the last game of the whole AFL season, and there was eighteen points separated first and second. Now eighteen points is if someone catches it, kicks a goal, twice, mm-hmm. twice. A mark goal twice across a whole season is what separated. Now, with the fluctu- I, I just think the fluctuations on that last night are going to be fascinating. I think yep. we're going to have – it will be close. Ours will be close. We know that. And I think it's going to be intriguing, and I just encourage everyone to – So what know. night's that, the final night? Is That's the Trots New South Wales, 1st okay. of July will be the, the last night. So – Oh, I'm sure it'll be a nice warm night out here on track on a first of July. It'll be a nice warm night for someone. <laughs> yes, sitting it's in a going new, home with a new, a new car. car. Yeah, yeah. Nah, should be good. All right, what's the best thing you saw this week, Jess? I'll tell you what, we've gone a long time this show, but it's been fascinating. <laughs> yeah, the best thing I saw this week was the driving performance from Hannah Rickson on Friday and Saturday. She headed down to Young for one drive and she took out the Cherry Cup there aboard Smooth Bard and then she backed it up on Saturday here at Menangle in the first race and with a sub-150 winner in artillery. So well done to Han. She does a great job and I know she's a very keen supporter of this podcast. Good so. on you, Hannah. Yep. Yeah, thanks for the support. What about you, Mono? Uh, look, I'm, I'm going to go two things. Can I go two things? Um, I think one of them was Pete said so, making the final. Yep. Just really, really happy for Peter. Like, his heart was so set on that. And to see that horse perform so well during the end of the minute, we love an underdog story. What an underdog story that yep. would be. We can have some luck in that grand final. And I've got to say, we just spoke about it. 
um, the Jimmy Douglas and his boot camp group. Like, two, two winners for Jimmy, like, at last-minute call-ups for Blake. Both the horses went sensational for him. But to see him out there cheering and, like, brought a new group of people that have never been here, and, and kudos to Jimmy for getting them out here to have a Christmas party. But to have those 20 or 30 people we had out on the track, they were just loving it. Yeah. And I was thinking, well done to have these people here and really enjoying the yeah, excitement. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. That's what we want. Yeah. You know what I love, just to go back to the Pete Said So story, um, last year, remember the hype around Funky Monkey? Yep. So Lucky Lodge had Funky Monkey go through the Trotters series, and I know we, we did it. I did a feature for the, the coverage on it, and we some spent great some time owners with John involved. Green They get the yeah. head, they get the monkey oh, hat, and it was and a tragic story. Like yeah. you know, look, the horse is fine. Don't get me wrong, but the horse didn't perform. It kept galloping through the series, and it was just shattering. The connections for those went owners. around to all the heats. They I had know they were there everywhere. They had the had the kit on. You yep. know, they, they really got around the series, and I. And having spoken to the ownership group beforehand, they were so passionate about having a horse yeah. in it. John Green and, then, and a lot of mates. Yeah, a lot of new John, and then it went wrong. To now see Lucky Lodge have this horse that didn't have the hype to come through and, and be part of it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. You know, that's racing, isn't it? Yeah. That's the, yeah. the swings and roundabouts it. of racing. Yeah. Yeah. Funky will be back. Yeah, what about you, Joshy? Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with um, Mick Dummer, seeing what he's doing down in Yugera. Um, you know, he's put a lot of time and effort. Um, trying to get the community back together and um, everyone in the harness racing industry um, chipping in and pulling their weight as well. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. And guys like you, mate, that have um, you know pledged your support to that community. So I spoke to Michael on the drive out here this morning. Uh, he's just saying it's so humbling and so overwhelming, the, the, the continual phone calls that he's getting. So drivers, trainers, owners are just saying, I'm going to – pledge this amount of money when I whenever I drive but particularly when I win he said there was one the other night Matty Rue drove and the owner just went bang here here's the you know here's a big chunk of the winnings and just to give it to the he's a good Yugera. Amazing. he's a good bloke and he's yeah, part of harness racing royalty yeah you know, part of Dumsey clan but it's good to see that he got over the Parramatta defeat in the <laughs> final and he's got his passion back and he's doing a great job out but there. drivers all around the all around the state are seeing those horrific pictures. I mean, I, I was in touch with Jody Greenholz this morning. I said, what, what, what do you want me to say on the podcast? To What's the key message out of your gower? And she said, I, I just I feel a bit brain fried. She said, it's just so overwhelming what they've gone through. Most of your gower has been wiped out. Most of your gower don't have insurance for floods. Incredible. Most of your gower have lost their home, everything they own, and just put yourself in that position. You're not insured. And beyond that, businesses have been wiped out. So the places where people are employed and have the ability to earn money in order to finance a rebuild is gone as well. So there's nothing. And we worry... Put yourself in those shoes. Like that, worry, that's just horrible. We worry about a few potholes in the road out the front yeah. there. We've yeah. got nothing to worry about compared yeah. to that town. So look, what Michael's doing is a start. Uh, if, if there's others out there that feel like... You know, the, they've got the ability to be able to try and help out in some way. Uh, Josh, what you and the driving fraternity and the training fraternity is doing is, is outstanding. I know there's some conversations in the corridors of Harness Racing New South Wales about, you know, some further developments on, on sort of helping out that campaign. So uh, watch this space. But, yeah, fantastic stuff that Mick's doing. Um, best thing I saw this week, uh, you mentioned it before, one I bet. How good with it? We'd be... Sort of remiss of us not to reflect on how the Socceroos went. It's just oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Just I, I got up early to watch soccer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like 
you've seen how hard they tried. You can you imagine the dressing sheds before it? Be one of like those movies, guys. If we can win this, like they will talk about this forever. They'll make a movie out of this if we beat Argentina. Yep. It'll be like um, the Miracle on Ice sort of story. You know, no, that's not a yeah. Uh, that's a miracle. That's the Marcel um, Benjamin story. Yeah, yeah, and then and then <laughs> that last twenty minutes when they scored that goal and they nearly scored yeah. it again. Nearly levelled it up. Yeah, it was fantastic. Well done. Um, you know, we're collegiate in the sporting world and we're part of it and well done to the Socceroos. But the best thing I saw, so you're going to start seeing, we're going to announce the ambassadors for fantasy harness racing today. So uh, Amanda Turnbull, Cameron Hart, Grace Pinella, and Blake Jones are going to be our four ambassadors. So one in each of the, the four regions that I talked about before. Now I had Grace and Blake here on Saturday doing a photo shoot and we were in the retention barn. The uh, the mosquitoes were <laughs> out of control in there. Um, There's 32 cameras, so we were watching you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, best thing I saw, Blake Giants pulling his best blue steel and magnum for the camera. Uh, can only turn right. Yeah. Oh, can just outstanding. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's great to have Blake. And Grace, Grace was um, an absolute pro at it. And I know that Cameron and Amanda got some photos taken as well down in, um, thanks to our, our colleagues down in Victoria, helped us out with some photos, but you'll start to see that today. But, yeah, Blake pulling the, um, the model moves was, uh, was wonderful <laughs> to see. Well done, guys. It's great to have you on board. All right, Joshy, we have gone so long on this, but we just talked about the soccer, so that I'm going to go straight to it. Your sister is a superstar in the, in the soccer world. You've been paying attention to the World Cup? Yeah, um, you know, it's always good to have her. Um, Sister that um, can show you around the soccer field. <laughs> She's the captain of the young Matildas. Yeah, she she went over there and um, yeah in the World Cup for the under twenties and um, they, they didn't do so good, but um, it's a good achievement for herself. Marquee signing for the Western Sydney Wanderers this year. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. played last year for them as well, yeah. and um, she signed again for this year. I have heard stories when you were younger. Um, I know you fancied yourself a bit of as a soccer player, but. She sort of had you. She yeah. sort of had you. Had, had me beat when she joined the team and was showing me up. Where did you play? Play through the midfield? or yeah? no, I was um, left back, so I was out the back somewhere. His sister joined you when I'm going to be a harness racing driver. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right, mate. So, harness racing, obviously, um, you know, it's through the family. You, you know, you, your dad was very prominent in, in the industry and... Uh, You've come through that Mini Trotters program. What a great grounding to get you sort of to where you've got to now. Yeah, it um, took me a bit to get 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 into harness racing. Mum wouldn't let me uh, do the Mini Trotters at first, and um, yeah, Dad Dad convinced her, and even getting me um, trial license was a bit hard. Mum Mum didn't really want me to get it, but um, you know, wore it down, and um, yeah, it's been a good journey ever since. And uh, the the colours that you wear, I know that they're a slight variation on, on what you what your dad had, but but that you've sort of carried through the that look as a bit of a yeah, family tribute. Yeah, the um, dads were blue and green um, seams with um, sort of like Paul and Gavin Fitzpatrick's colours, but um, you know, I've gone sort of the American way and um, yeah, just kept it in the family. Uh, What's that? What is it about? Because you came through that mini trotters program. At what point did you say that's what I want to do? That I want to be out there on the on the on the big dance. Yeah, it. Um, you know, sort of as a little kid, I wasn't really interested in the horses and just wanted to ride a motorbike. And um, you know, it wasn't wasn't loud one. And um, 
yeah, we always had horses in the backyard, so sort of grew to love it. Yeah, and only at the age of 21, you captured the sport's greatest race, the Inter-Dominion. What else is on the bucket list for you to achieve? What else do you want to do in your career? Uh, yeah, it'd be awesome to, um, you know, try and win America Mile or something, but um, either going overseas to America. Um, we've all seen what Todd McCarthy's done over there. and um, You know, he's sort of painting the picture for us younger drivers here and... Um, yeah, it'd be, be a good honour to go over there. Is that something you'd like to do? Like, uh, I, And I know um, Jack Callahan's talked about that as well, going over there. I know it's the ultimate, I suppose, from harness racing, pacing sort of stuff, but there's also the – like, Europe trotting is so big. I think it's like the third biggest sport yeah. in Sweden, stuff like that. I know everyone focuses on America, but, like, Europe, would that be something that might be exciting to get the opportunity to compete there, or is it the USA? Yeah, I, I think um, – you know, both countries, they, they do so well in, um, you know, the trotters and paces. And, um, yeah, but I think it's just something more special about um, America. And, um, yeah, it's just, you know, what Todd McCarthy's done over there. I think well, everything's yeah. bigger and better in America, I could just it? see Josh in one of those big cowboy hats, too. Uh, the big, Texan. The big, the big boss the Texan. Hog. Yeah, the big Texan. Uh, you, just <laughs> couldn't, you couldn't wipe the smile off. He smiles too much. <laughs> but, uh, mate, you... Like, Jess is right. You, you won the what many consider to be the biggest race on the you know on the Australasian calendar in the Inner Dominion, uh, and you're 21. You've done so much so early. Yeah, it, um, it's all downhill from here. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, you know, to win such a big race at a such young age, it's, um, yeah, it's something something I never dreamed of doing, and. Um, like something probably you're not thinking about just at the moment because you are so young, but does down the track does training excite you a little bit? Like that that actual um, developing a horse, getting it to the races, getting it win, getting it to win big races, and being such an interim. But I know you do a lot at the moment, but it is it's like it's the Kerry Ann and Robbie stable that you work for. I know you're really a strategic part of that training preparation. But is that something that might interest you down the track? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it it would be that little bit more special knowing that um that you got that horse to perform at the best of its abilities and um you know uh, my role at lucky lodge it's pretty easy and pretty easy and um you know i just get the limelight of driving and um yeah it's pretty easy i don't think it's pretty easy you do a lot of k's i don't know how you do so many k's and then you're back here in the morning working horses like it's incredible the amount of work you do and you know something with the racing industry in general there's no days off no. It's 24-7, 365 days of the oh, year. Driving there is no days off. Like yeah. if they went to I passed 10 at if they went the industrial right court, like you're up. working way over the 38-hour week, mm. I yeah. can assure you. Yeah. Um, Josh, you, you've touched on Lucky Lodge. What, what's the sort of influence of Kerry ann and Robbie had on, on you? I mean, they've really have taken you under their wing. You work for them. Um, they, they talk so admirably of you there, you know, can you sort of flip that and let us know? Well, what's the influence they've had on you? And yeah, um, you know, um, they took me in, and um, they're like family to me, and um, they will always be family. And um, yeah, I couldn't thank them enough for what they've done for me. And yeah, just like to try and give a little bit back to them in every way I can. Well, I think you're giving back with driving winners for them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> certainly, certainly not going wrong there. 
Um, what about the Miracle Mile, mate? That's that's one that we like to th- here in New South Wales. We like to think the Miracle Mile is bigger than the Inter Dominion. So it is. It's more money. <laughs> yeah, um, million dollars. Yeah. Uh, be a nice race to win. Miracle Mile. Yeah, that one, that one be, on the bucket yeah. list. Yeah, um, just got to find a horse to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you've been pretty active the last couple of years at the yearling sales too. So maybe um, they've bought some nice stock there over the last couple of years. Hopefully something and some great owners that are part of those horses. So hopefully something stands out. And yeah, hopefully we can get hopefully get a couple in it. Me and Rob can go do battle. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you know, like you mentioned before, uh, the admiration Kerry Ann. Like Kerry Ann, like she, like she can dislike Santa Claus at times. <laughs> um, <laughs> But she, you know, the admiration and the respect and the endearing love she has for you is incredible. And it's just, I think it's testament to uh, your attitude and the way you are around people. Yeah, she's, um, you know, Kerry, she wears a heart on her sleeve and, um, you know, she can, can. Oh, she'll kill me for that too. She'll, she'll kill me for that. I've got to go and talk to her shortly for Sky Racing. <laughs> she's not watching. So. <laughs> say, that, say the podcast didn't work. <laughs> no, but you're right, mate. They, they, they really. Um, yeah, they they mean a lot to you, but but certainly uh, certainly reciprocated, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, they um, yeah, just couldn't, couldn't be thankful enough. And mate, what's it? And you you're working with your beautiful partner. You're in and in and around the same scene all the time, and having to work with horses, mate. Credit to you for being able to maintain a a really good relationship. Don't probably. work with kids, don't work with animals <laughs> and don't work with your partner. Yeah. You're doing, Credit a, few to of you. you're doing a whole of them. Credit to you both to be able to maintain that and, and be um, flourishing as you are. Yeah, well, there's a few arguments every day, but, you know. Oh, that's perfect. That's healthy. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's, yeah. a, that's robust discussion. Yeah. That's yeah. not yeah. an argument. Yeah. Uh, Joshy, great to have you on the show, mate. It's um, I know we've been trying to get you for, for a few weeks, but it's just so hard. Like you, with Kerry ann and Robbie down like josh is down playing it the amount of work he's been doing across the road to be able to prep the lucky lodge stable to have him ready to race here on a on a tuesday he is down playing how much work he's doing to be able to get those horses on track so Incredible. we really appreciate Incredible. you giving up your time this morning to to be able to come and join us on the show but i thought this is the week this is the week we've got to have this man on the show because he is the reigning inner dominion champion Absolutely. and yep. uh yep. And, mate, if we could freeze time a little bit, we could try and make that extend a little bit longer for you. But, unfortunately, your crown's going to disappear. Yeah, yeah. But on this week. Yeah. as Pete Morris will tell you, once an Inter-Dominion champion, always an Inter-Dominion champion. And uh, I'm, I know that you two both know that around the Lucky Lodge property. He still plays that video a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's on this week? Um, we're, we're almost on the verge of – we've gone that long. We're almost on the verge of uh, what's coming up in Angle. We've got eight races this <laughs> afternoon, one eh? It's um, – you know, the racing cycle never stops here at headquarters. No, it just keeps going. Good fields today. Yep, absolutely. We've got Young tonight. We've got Bathurst on Wednesday, as always. Penrith on Thursday. Now on, on uh, Friday, we, we, we go to Dubbo on Monday. We've got a nine-race card at Menangle here on It's a good program this Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, and we've is. got the night markets here Saturday. Yep. But a lot of functions. It'll be a fantastic atmosphere. It's Weather is be beautiful. Huge. It's a great moment. place to come on a Saturday yep, night. It'll be massive here Saturday want to get night. out here. Uh, Wagga on Friday. We've got the Western Region 2 and 3-year-old finals. We saw qualifying at Bathurst for that. So that's going to be really interesting how... Those nominations qualify- are in the process at the moment for yep. those finals. They close yep. today, so yep. they'll that's be That's going to be fascinating afternoon. how that all goes. Now, Newcastle on Friday. So we've got the Eastern Region finals. We saw qualifying at Penrith last Thursday. So Neil and Amy Day qualified King Tintin in the 2-year-old Colts and Goldings. Mufasa Bart. So Chris Geary, as we said, was on the show and he... He's looking for opportunity. He, he drove a really good one for um, 
Belinda McCarthy in the two-year-old Colts and Geldings. Paid about $31 too. It did. It was a very impressive winner and it's breeding is super, super exciting. It's a half-brother to Let's Get Rockin' who won here on Saturday and also Captain Ravishing. So oh, nice. Another, another Sloys. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Do you say Mufasa or do you say Mufasa? <laughs> like in, Mufasa. in the, yeah, the Lion You'll King? have to ask Freddie that one. Yeah. Uh, Josh, you had I'm blinging it around second at Newcastle. Um, the winner, Bardfus Joe, was pretty handy though. Yeah, it um, you know run a run a good last half. I think they went twenty seven twenty six, and um, you know the race was sort of run 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 to the leader. Just walked the first half, and um, my fellow got out was very good and run second. And um, you know, I think it'll be a different story with um, King Tintin in the race and. A uh, few, few of the other metropolitan horses, um, you know, they'll, they'll make it more, more of an interesting race. Will you, will you hang on to that drive for the final? Yeah, I think so. Is he yep. going to go to Wagga for that? Yep. Good. Another another good. trip. Yeah. <laughs> Clock up the cake. Yeah. Yep. We, we need one of those um, frequent flyer swipe cards like Qantas oh. had. Imagine the, imagine the points. He'd be, points. Was, he'd be, yeah. he'd be no, straight. He'd be have a gold be, ticket into yeah, the lounge. Straight into the lounge. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my Stella Rose in the two-year-old Phillies heat was uh, pretty good for Jack Brown too. So that, that's at Newcastle Friday. There should be some really good racing there. Yeah, Jess, um, you keep you keep uh, letting us know how your black bookers are going. You've had another good week, haven't you? Had a very good week. Yeah. Solero last week scored for Johnny Wheeler and Will Rickson at $8. So the run continues. And keep looking at me. <laughs> well, the pressure's like, well, on. No, the no. pressure's on. No, you've, you've, like we keep saying, if you follow follow the tips that, you know, Freddie's done pretty well, but you've been on fire, Jess, through the, the 12 episodes of the sprint lane that we've had. If you're following along and listening to the show, get around Jess's tips because um, actually <laughs> the minute people start back Yeah, on now the, the pressure's on, on me. Yeah, the pressure's <laughs> on. That's how it works. So what do you got this week? This week I'm heading up to Bathurst. Meraki for Ashley Greaves. She contested a heat of the regional series for two-year-old fillies last Wednesday and the field was pretty strung out but she managed to finish fourth and hit the line with splits of 29-4 and 28-1. She's drawn nine tomorrow night so I think she could be a good chance. Fantastic. Wano, you got anything for us? Yeah, look, I really went f- through the form really closely this week so I like a... A uh, little Philly mare. Uh, what's your secret? I don't think anyone's picked that one out this week. Um, that's not your tip, is it? I like a horse called um, Double Encounter this week. Uh, Steph Morris driving it. Last week it was involved in that race, Artillery's Race, 149. It was part of the early burn where they went that 54 first half, sat three fence, and they got held up a little bit down the straight. Look, I don't know if there's a 149 in Double Encounter, but just like his trainer, it's just getting better with age if they <laughs> like run around the 50 line. and a half 51 mark doubling counter it's in the second division of the 95 first race here on saturday night to be each way value i think it'll give a good run for your money fantastic all right josh got anything we should keep an eye out for um yeah well, i'm gonna keep it in the stable and um i'm gonna go big odds pete said so in the year to the million um i think if they run hard um you know, he'll, he'll be looking for a way out and um hopefully can rob Rob can steer him in the right direction. Oh, geez, I tell you what, if you snap oh, it up, yeah. 101 <laughs> that Tab put up last night too, then I, then Josh has got you covered, Jess, if this one lands. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to that party. Yeah, me too. I'm going to that party. It'll be a good party, that one. one. You think it might firm on the back of Josh Gallagher's tip or maybe... Uh, it would definitely be, be backed in on that tip. Yeah. <laughs> well, best of luck to anyone out there who's uh, following in those tips because uh, we love to, love to think that... People are doing it a bit easier in life if they've managed to back one of our winners. All right, so we've gone a long time. I've put it down to you, Wano. 
Oh, Freddie doesn't talk as much as you. <laughs> no, he's got to save his voice for the race calling. Oh, so yeah. Tuesday yeah. Afternoon. No, we've had a good show. Uh, keep an eye out for ongoing announcements around fantasy harness racing. I know we've talked a little really bit about it in the show, but continues to uh, have announcements come out. We've, we've got some great things ahead there. And as I said, 15th of December is when you'll be able to go on the platform and have a play around and pick your team. It's, it's really exciting. And I'm excited about the opportunity for drivers to, you know, be a little bit, little bit more well-known and, you know, yep. the, the heroes that we want them to be. It's, uh, that's really exciting. So keep an eye out for that. I know there's some big announcements um, during the week with out of Harness Racing New South Wales too. So keep an eye on stuff. Get around the, the socials. Give the Fantasy Harness Racing a follow because we can build that audience. We're going to get more people playing it. And that's what we want. We want, we want lots of people yep. getting around our sport. Definitely. So keep an eye out for all of that. Uh, thanks for your time, Jess. Thank you Once for again. having me. Yes, well, as always. It's your seat. <laughs> it's your seat. <laughs> Thank you for, uh, for filling in for Freddie. Not a problem. Well, no, it's fantastic. Number 14 on me back, just off the bench. Not yeah, a straight off the bench, like Terry, Terry yep. Lamb yep. coming on for the kangaroos. Yep. Always, Every game. always backing up. Yep. Uh, good on you, Joshy. Thanks, mate. Appreciate you coming in. Uh, best of luck uh, with your drives this afternoon. We probably don't need to wish you any luck for Newcastle with how you've been going. You're dominating there on that track. But, uh, you know, good luck with all your drives coming up. And, um, you yeah, know, fascinating to hear your story. And, uh, mate, when you, when you lose your reigning champion title on Saturday night, just let yourself have a moment, you know. Just take it all in, mate. Take it all in. Don't Brisbane get too next upset year. about it. Brisbane next year. <laughs> <laughs> To everyone out there tuning in, uh, thank you for your time. It's been great to bring you another episode of The Sprint Lane. That's 12 episodes in now. Uh, keep an eye out for all the upcoming announcements. Uh, as I said, uh, if you like the show, please give it a positive rating. Uh, follow it, like it, share it, you know, and you'll get the notification pop up on your phone if you've if you got that activated. And you'll, you'll know when every episode of The Sprint Lane pops up at you know, do us a favour, tell your friends and everyone about it because we, we love being able to talk about this great sport of harness racing here in New South Wales. We will be back next week. We will see you then. Bye-bye.